You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it, but here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Ferrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries to find out about their relationships with the ballot box and ultimately just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Today, I am extraordinarily fortunate because I'm joined by the luminary, Will Ferrell. If you live under a rock, you might not know who he is, but I'm sure you do. He's a comedian, actor, and producer. He is also the star of the spectacularly popular Ron Burgundy podcast, and he heads up the Big Money Players Club podcast network in partnership with iHeartRadio. And bless him, he's spending time with me today. Welcome, Will Farrell. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I I love that I'm a luminary. I'll take it. You, of course. Yeah. You should yeah. just get that tattooed somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate, I'm going to ask you: Do you remember when you were a kid and you learned about voting, and that that was something that was on you to participate in? You know, I, I I've I've been trying to kind of rack my brain to see if there really was. A moment. I mean, I, I think there was a general sense of elementary school civics being taught. You know, I think I had some value set there that, you know, it was logical. Oh, yeah, all this doesn't work if we don't vote. Probably what was instilled more with me was growing up in a in a, a single parent household with a with a strong educator mother who was always kind of talking, you know, uh, in progressive ways and making sure we knew that uh, when that time came, it was very important to follow through on, on what, if you think about it, is a pretty simple thing to do. One time every couple years, every four years, or whenever it, whenever it pops up. Yeah, I think, I think it, was, it, it was mostly mostly at home 
with, with my mom, you know, laying that groundwork. I love that you grew up with an educator. Bless the educators for sure. Yes. Does that mean that she made sure that you registered right away when you turned 18? I was 18 my entire senior year of high school. So I don't think she had, I think, I think it was just something we knew we had to do. Yeah, I, I'm sure she, she fostered that for sure. But I think I was just excited that I was a senior in high school and I was getting able to vote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that, I mean, she obviously held me back uh, <laughs> when I was little. Uh, so I don't know what that says about, uh, um, but thank God she did. Uh, I'll just say that. But yeah, so I graduated in high school in uh, 1986. So that was the year 1985, 1986. So I don't know if there was an election that year. No, you had two years to decide on the Dukakis-Bush election. Oh, yes, that's right. I was in college for my first presidential election. In my head, there's a cartoon running where you walk through the high school hallways flashing your voter registration card that senior year like it was giving you <laughs> all of the cred. In a cocky way, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was also that that selective service thing you had to um, oh, right. automatically sign up for, which was, you know, the threat of a draft if that was ever going to happen. And so I, I, I'm... I'm for some reason, I'm thinking that also registered you to vote, maybe. I'm not sure. Do you remember voting in that, that 88 election? I can't say that I did, no. I mean, you were in college, so there's already like a blur filter yeah, on Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking I would have been registered. I was at uh, USC in Los Angeles, and I would have been registered in Irvine in my hometown in Orange County. Do you now, as a, a mature adult, not a college student, participate and vote in your local election? Yes. Yeah. We're we're pretty darn good about it, especially the polling place is literally a nice little 20-minute walk in my neighborhood from my house. So, Ooh, nice. so it's actually kind of fun. So I'm pretty good about making sure I know even if there's a, a city election coming up and getting to walk down through the garage at this one person's house who very kindly has volunteered <laughs> as a polling place. I love it. Now, how do you prepare for those elections? What do you do to research more local candidates that maybe aren't getting as much obvious coverage in the press? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of canvas, you know, I'll kind of look up and see. I usually fall in line a lot of times with what, the, you know, something like the LA Times endorses, or um, we have a lot of friends involved in politics locally and on a national level who I'll consult with them, or, or I feel like there's like a group share of progressive sites that are kind of recommending candidates that you can kind of survey. Because it is hard, like, who knows which municipal judges to vote for, you know, right. or, you know, the local sheriff versus this person, you know, it's pretty hard to get background on, on some people. So <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure uh, we kind of look at a bunch of different things. And have my cheat sheet ready when I go into the ballot box. Yeah, the one that always trips me up is County Soil Commissioner. I'm always like, damn it, I forgot. County Soil and uh, Comptroller. Yeah. Comptroller, one of my favorite. <laughs> I want to run. I just want to run for Comptroller one year. Just to, I just wanted to run for Soil Commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> and just say, what's your background? I don't have any. I'm going to have to learn on the job, but I just want to be your Comptroller. You'd probably win, let's be honest. <laughs> Could you imagine? Will Ferrell yeah, right. in his entertainment career right. to become county Oh, gosh, I got to do this for two years. Okay, well, <laughs> let's get going. He was the worst comptroller ever in the state history. But the best story. Do you have any feelings about elections where, like, that outcome is pretty much, like, people think they know how it's going to go, 
Do you have any strong feelings about making sure you still get there and why that's important? I guess I'm very old-fashioned in the sense of like, yeah, I really just like to go in person. The last time I voted was electronically at a or on a push screen thing, which was still really good and everything like that. But there, yeah, there's something about the ritual mm-hmm. of, of being there in person. You know, that's going to be slightly augmented this year with, you know, unfortunately we have to monitor what the health crisis is like wherever we live and however you feel about that. But yeah, I, 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 I love the ritual of marking your, your ballot and turning it in and getting the little receipt and getting the sticker. And yeah, it's just, uh, it just feels very patriotic. It's a shame that in this day and age, it all, with such relatively speaking low voter turnout that it almost feels like you're you're working for the Peace Corps or something. Yeah. You're doing like this amazing thing when it's really so simple. But yeah, it's never been more important. And I'm afraid it's, it's just going to become vital with each election. You mentioned rituals. Do you have any other rituals around Election Day? Do you like to watch the, the results come in at home? Do you like to go out with friends? Do you have outfits you like to prep? <laughs> well, I wear my I Voted sticker yes. for as long as I possibly can. I'll even wear it into the next day just to mess with people because it drives some people crazy. Like, (laughs) why do you still have your sticker on? I just do it to be a contrarian. Uh, So I like doing that. And then typically I like to watch or the early returns come in. But the last presidential election, um, I'm, I'm also a bit superstitious. So the last presidential election, the candidate that I wanted, it didn't work out that well. So maybe I'll switch it up and watch later. I'm not sure. You mentioned low voter turnout, and I'm glad you did, because if you, luminary Will Ferrell, who clearly has a lot of influence (laughs) as a county comptroller, uh, if you could talk to someone who is not using their right to vote and just tell them one thing in the hopes of inspiring them to get out there and do this one simple but important thing, what would you tell them? Gosh, I mean, one of the things that was a little bit disheartening We went out to Canvas for Hillary in 2016, and uh, we went to the state of North Carolina, which um, I have ties to from my family, and a group of us went out, and and we did a bunch of things in Raleigh, in the Raleigh-Durham area, and it was really just an amazing day. But when we started talking to some of the the -the boots-on-the-ground people, the, the thing that was a little bit foreboding was that they were talking to young women of college age. And a lot of the reaction they were getting was, oh, Hillary's either going to win, so I don't need to vote, or I'm going to see a a woman president in my lifetime. And I'm not necessarily on her side, so I don't need to vote now. It'll eventually happen. And it didn't. And so I would just point to, regardless of who your candidate is and who your beliefs line up with, you can't kind of sit back and relax and rely on anything just to happen. It just all points to um, mm-hmm. how important it is to literally take the time, you know, carve that moment out of your day. Or, you know, whether you have to do it early voting or absentee or whatever, it's just it's a very small thing in a way that can have massive ramifications. And that's what we have to always keep in mind. Will Farrell, you are a peach. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. 
Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows.